2: mackerel it's tuesday it's february the 11th and you know what that means david
0: Nazar day we're, <laughs> no I mean, it means spits
2: on we're recording an oh. episode of spit oh. okay that's it a Naser tuesday day well that too i was gonna go there is it Nazare are we still calling it nazeray nazer day wait a minute okay is it it's nazir right no, nazeray is it really nazare? yeah nazeray because it was nazerate nauseating was it? Did you try to watch it? <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. we, we got go a big show. Well, we've got we? cultural appropriation. We've got nauseating Ooh. big waves. We've got um, golf, believe it or not. All those listeners
0: right now just rolling over. Oh, God, I don't want to hear about golf. That's I'm one of those listeners. Right. Um, should we continue talking Trump for our listeners? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I
2: agree. Probably Definitely not. There's plenty of podcasts where you can Definitely hear about not.
0: Well, porn star president. i, I got to be honest. Um, so... As you know, I was in Hawaii for the last two weeks. I just got back Saturday. Yeah. It was nice to be disconnected from the real world. Like I have my um, routine of podcasts that I listen to that keep me informed with the news and stuff like that. It was nice in the midst of the impeachment trial and everything else to not actually have a day to day up, you know, update on all that stuff. I never missed anything that was important. The news that was important still got to me. I just wasn't caught up in the daily mire of it, which was actually a good thing. That is a great thing. Yeah.
2: And it's funny because for a couple of days, I went up to Santa Barbara and through LA and various other spots to to look at boards for the California Gold Surf Auction. And in that two-day road trip, I revisited supernova in the east three dan carlin's hardcore history his look at the asian pacific war during world war ii specifically with through the prism of the japanese effort and it's Friggin' fascinating. Yeah. And all of those Dan Carlin things, I mean, I can listen to them over and over and over again because they're so in-depth. You yeah. feel like you miss some of it. And
0: for, you can't take it all in.
2: Supernova in the East, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Please, if you're interested in history, you got to check it out. It's really good. Really, really good.
0: Uh, while we're Especially tough.
2: with the Olympics coming to Tokyo. Now would be a time to get caught up on some Japanese history. Perfect. Perfect timing. Speaking uh, of which... What's going to happen with the coronavirus and the Olympics and the coronavirus and the WSL tour, the WCT tour, is this, I mean, this has got to be on every CEO's radar of every business, regardless if you're a sports business or not. I mean, this thing is starting to get to that place where it's affecting global economies. Are you worried about it? I'm, I'm. Interested in how it's... I'm not worried about it. I'm going on a trip to Indonesia yeah. this year. I'm not worried about it.
0: But I'm interested in how it's going to affect the world economy. I guess. It's, I I mean, to me, it all feels a little bit, a little bit sensational. And that's easy for me to say because I don't live in China. You know? Or have, I'm not traveling in Asia at all right now. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like... China's on lockdown. I know. And, and But they're, ca- they're kind of crazy
2: in it general. It affects tech. No, but it affects... All of the little widgets that are purchased and created in China right. and, and are part of our economy yeah. are going to be affected. The supply chain is yeah. interrupted. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The distribution of all. The- so, I mean, I think we might start to feel it in our pocketbooks a little bit, I guess. I don't really don't know what I'm talking about. But I Dude, imagine like iPhones and those types of things.
0: I so don't know what I'm talking about either. And I didn't think about this until you just brought it up. But I'm okay if that Supply chain gets disrupted. That stuff's way too cheap. A lot of it's slave labor. Like I think we need to. You ready to pay more need, for your iPhone? Yes, Apple? absolutely. Dude, an 100%. iPhone. I just bought a new one. I got a new one. They're eleven hundred bucks for
2: an iPhone eleven like Pro. They should Deluxe. be charging
0: five thousand dollars for that amazing piece of technology. <laughs> it feels like you like have a is. super computer in your pocket that takes better photos than any camera I ever grew up with. So funny you said that.
2: I didn't bring my. I'm using this now to take. Photos for my high profile catalog that I create. Absolutely. Using my iPhone. I just, I'm over the Canon, you know, the super professional Canon with all my lenses. I'm just like, why do I even need that thing? You don't. don't. And it
0: takes all this effort to plug it in, download the images, upload the images, boom, right in your hand. $1,100 is a bargain.
2: It's totally true. I didn't even get the $1,100 when I bought the cheaper one. Yeah.
0: And I've had mine from three years ago and it wasn't even the best one three years ago and it still works flawlessly. Right. Which one do you have?
2: iPhone 6. I think it might
0: be 6. Yeah.
2: I just got rid of the 6 because my battery was... I was. I still love the phone. It was just my little connector yep. to charge it was problematic. It wouldn't... It was just... The port. The port was just such a headache and the battery was just draining quick You can just draining the, quick.
0: Port, the port replaced. What I if knew... The I kind of
2: knew you could. Can you replace batteries?
0: I don't know. I'm sure that you can. But you know what else they have now is um, the charger that you don't actually plug into the port. It just looks like a coaster and you set it on there and it yeah. charges. And they have the supercharger now. Well, the problem with that is you can't put a case on your phone to protect your phone. Oh, you can't?
2: With the port thing. Oh, I
0: didn't know that. Right. I don't ever use a case, anyways, Scott. Right. You because like it's an $1,100 investment, I treat it gingerly. Like you're going to, it could slip
2: out of your hands and fall into the toilet because you seem like one of those guys that talks on the phone when you're. How is that when you go into a public restroom and somebody's talking on their phone while they're pissing?
0: Uh, even so worse when a, they're not is pissing. Is it, do you guys, in guys in call a barrel or a knob? Nah? <laughs> What do you call it? Barrel or gnaw? is that what it is? Yeah, that's nah. I would say that's, that's a nah. nah yeah. That's not nah. bathroom to bring Medicaid, that up. You and Chad should bring that up. I'll put that in my notes. Yeah. Uh, bathroom etiquette in general needs to be discussed and there needs to be PSAs about it. There does. I'm,
2: Can you text? Is that a barrel or a gnaw? Texting I think while
0: text is okay.
2: While you're pissing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm only saying that because I do it. But <laughs> but Can't you wait the three no. minutes? No, that's I catch up on texts while I'm pissing in a public bathroom. So
2: it's okay. So you're multitasking.
0: Yeah, but I every time somebody walks in, I cringe a little. Like, ooh, I wonder if they're gonna judge me right now because my phone is so close to my exposed junk and splashback and stuff like that. That's really the issue. There is, are you contaminating your phone? Right. But the reality is, urine is uh, sterile. Not not an issue, Scott. It also brings up urine on your phone. You're good. Okay, duly noted. Urine PSA on phone. For today.
2: Okay, that's a barrel. That is a barrel. <laughs> now <me> taking
0: <laughs> it into the stall. Nah, definitely not. Too much barrel. germs in there. Too much, yeah, definitely.
2: So this brings up another issue, which is why don't we wash our hands before we touch our junk? So that because if our hands are filthy, dirty, and then we go to touch our junk with our filthy, dirty hands, that's not good. Why not wash your hands with warm, soapy water, then go
0: to urinate? Hundred percent agree, and I'm going to one further. You don't wash them when you leave either. If my if my junk is are arguably my junk is super clean,
2: manscaped perhaps
0: even <laughs> manscaped, hygienic, clean, smooth, right. um, presentable. So <laughs> <laughs> so, and then wash my hands like you just suggested. Yes. Then urinate. Yes. I can walk out. I'm clean and clear to walk out of the restroom at that point. There is no point in going back and washing my hands. In fact, you're only going to contaminate your hands by touching the faucet, I would argue.
2: So at this point... Do you so- ha- ever have a need to like, as you're passing somebody in the bathroom and they notice that you're not washing your hands, do you ever have a, a desire to kind of yell out, hey man, my hands are friggin' clean already? I, I, don't judge me I can tell you're judging me I hang my head high knowing that
0: I am wait a minute you can't hang your head high you can walk out with a high I huh? hold my head yeah, there you high. Go, there you go. knowing thank you knowing that they are um, like a Neanderthal in this whole process Absolutely. like I'm the one who's on the forward-thinking side right they're the ones who are regressive and washing their hands after the fact, right. after they contaminated their junk. In 200 so,
2: years, people are going to wash their hands before, just as you were stating. And this will be the cultural norm in 200 years or something like that. Like, they will catch up to us.
0: They'll look back at this episode of Spit as the flashpoint that sparked a revolution.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Boom. It's almost a mic drop moment. It almost but is. But we've
0: got such a big show. We've done our good deed for today. Wow. Um, Toe events. Real quick. Yes. Need Essentials. Need Essentials and Surfing Heritage and Culture Center let us in early today. Oh, yes. I love Shaq. They are taking down an exhibit. They're putting up a new one. Do you know what the next one is? Yeah,
2: the new exhibit is um, boards of the world champions and a timeline of those champions. So there's a whole display of killer world champion surfboards and a timeline of the world champions the boards that somebody actually won that they yeah that they rode during their events i saw one of sean thompson's pipe of pipe boards um some other stuff awesome mr's twin fin all these yeah that mr rode in it wasn't the gunston it was in south africa i think it was called like the bure bure tires or some i can't tire company yeah tire company.
0: Well, shack.org is their website. They are the Smithsonian of surfing. Yes, the Surfing Heritage
2: and Culture Center.
0: Curating and preserving surf history. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, Need Essentials, which, by the way, while I was in Hawaii, mm. I, I packed, I don't know, 10 shirts and five pairs of shorts. I only wore two pairs of shorts the whole time. One pair of board shorts, and then the Need... Um, they're made out of board short material, but they're kind of walking short. They're like uh, have pockets in them and stuff. Yeah. But they're made out of board short material, so I wore that every single day: hiking, dinners, grocery store, all that. And then I'd go surfing, and I wore one pair of board shorts. That's all that you need in Hawaii, and need essential. Those walking shorts are the best. And at the same time, I was wearing the puffy jacket because it was damn cold here, and we there had
2: rain go. and cold. It's been a cold winter. And just yesterday, I was wearing the puffy jacket, and we were talking about Neat Essentials. And some guy, this guy Nick, who works at Surf Supply USA, goes, I love their board shorts. Yeah, me too. And I go, guess what? This jacket I'm wearing right here, Neat Essentials. He's like, no
0: way. I'm like, yeah, puffy jacket, Neat Essentials. It is everything. It is exactly what the slogan says. It's everything you need, nothing you don't. The shorts are basic, but they're perfectly, con- like the material, perfectly constructed, high tech, dries quick, doesn't stick, doesn't rash. Perfect. Perfect so need, essentials. need essentials. com. Out. there's no promo code they've been supporting the show for years but there's no promo code just free love For We're a, big fans and of course they'll have a booth at the boardroom international Surfport show it'll be a great time for you to go
2: say hi to rob and pick up a suit at a great price and his son works the booth with
0: him Killer. Got to admire that. I think I met his dad, too. Oh, really? I think his dad might have been there last year. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I did not meet him. I think so. Cool. Well, sorry to interrupt you, but what... Yeah. Oh, well, we're so tow events, right? We were talking Nazare. I'm watching it right now, the
2: recap. Okay, well, that's what you should watch. You should watch the recap, okay? So these these tow events are much better watched from the boil, in the boiled-down version. I'll tell you why. Because the ski you can pretty much catch any wave you want at any time with the ski, right? There's no drama unfolding about, okay, here comes a set, who's gonna
0: get it? You know is the, this the first ever toe WSL event? I think it is. It might be. I think it is. And so it felt we, like an expression session to it me. It is, so let, I'll explain the format okay, real good. quick, because a lot of this matters with what you're talking about. Yeah, maybe I could just shoot,
2: I could just be putting my foot in my mouth right now.
0: Brand new format, Yeah, and I believe it is the first ever toe event uh, for WSL. <laughs> uh it's a four-hour expression session as you stated there's no elimination it's a rotating heat format with a priority system that means there'll always be five teams in the water so there's 10 teams total i forgot to state that so each team gets two one-hour heats when the contest finishes a nominating panel will look at all the footage of the day and pick the best waves and finalist at the awards ceremony later tonight which is literally happening as you and I are recording this right now. So maybe by the end, we'll have an update. Um, the surfers and a group of expert judges will watch and vote for the men's wave of the day, the women's wave of the day, the team champions and the commitment award, which is the Yogos Santa Casa, uh, Casa commitment award. And the teams, um, are made up of two people, a driver and a ski, a ski driver and a surfer. And they're going to be switching between the driver of the ski and the surfer with a priority system in place to ensure that everyone gets somewhat of an equal shot.
2: Okay. So as I was saying, this, this event seems much better viewed in the boiled down version. And in fact, they did heat recaps and they were pretty damn good. They were... You Saw every single wave, boom, boom, boom. But during the live broadcast of the events as they unfolded, it was, there was a sort of a sense that um, it was kind of a lackadaisical tone to the broadcast itself. Like, there was, I didn't feel like there was a climactic thing where there's like, oh my god, he needs X amount of points to advance. There wasn't any of this. It was very, and I guess that's what this expression session format is all about, is sort of this. Let's just let it all unfold and we'll go and review it later at a later time, later today, which they're doing now. I I think those judges are Gary Linden and um, who else did I hear was involved in that? I think Gary, maybe Scott Eggers. I don't know.
0: A couple other people. Did you hear about who the judging? No, I didn't. Well, let me ask you this. You and I have um, advocated for something like this for a long time with the same exact complaints is that. Uh, The event's too slow. It's not exciting enough. The traditional contest format doesn't quite fit Uh, big wave surfing. So now they've made adjustments to try to accommodate what you and I have complained about. Did they fall short somehow, or where do we go from here? No,
2: I don't think they fell short. I just think that the format of an expression session sort of, it's not a climactic sort of hierarchical, like, progression to this moment where we crown a victor and it all happens as the horn blows and it's just wow it really came down there's a lack of um tension with this type of format and it is what it is so i don't think that it didn't i think it it did what it was supposed to do which is be an expression session which again if you got all day to sit around and watch it okay well you know watch it on the side while you're doing your spreadsheet or sending a mortgage off to somebody or whatever the hell you're doing but it's much better watched in a boiled down 15 minute version of the best rides.
0: So when did you get up to watch this? Cause this was the middle of the night for, us. I
2: watched it this morning at like, you know, six, six AM Pacific standard time.
0: So it was just the end of the event.
2: Yeah. More. And I saw some heat one recap and I saw Kai Lenny's heat and he was absolutely going bonkers. And, and then I watched it like the most exciting thing was there was a ski that got wiped out. Right. That was actually like, okay, I'm actually like, Tuning in here to see if this guy dies or not, which did is it,
0: sad. But did it get pushed into the? the cliff? No,
2: everything worked out. Everything turned out to be okay. It all got pushed right up onto the beach on the north side. It was more about the yeah. It was more about the uh, the driver than the ski. Nobody cared about the, the health of the ski. So except for the owner of the ski, perhaps.
0: What I'm thinking is the uh, answer to all of your questions. They thought about in advance, and their answer was yeah the the excitement the tension that you're hoping for exists innately in man and woman conquering these massive waves the problem with creating the elimination format is that sometimes the best surfing happens in the beginning of the day on one wave and the person who got that wave ends up not advancing and so the winner of the event ends up being you know, not having any highlights in their reel let's say. So there's a a, kind of an inherent flaw in that structure. So, and then further they say, the thing that you're talking about of wanting it to be exciting, they know that they're gonna max out the number of viewers eyeballs on the live event we've realized from a lot of other CT events is gonna max out at a certain number anyways, and that number isn't high enough to really justify all of this that's happening. So the greatest asset that you're gonna produce from any event, including CT, is the package afterwards, the edited package. And so they go, okay, well, how are we gonna get the best edited package where the surfer on the best biggest wave actually wins the event to validate all of this? Well, it's through an expression session. So yeah, we're gonna get viewers live, But it's not really going to move the needle that much in terms of money coming in or revenue. So let's just do the eliminate or the um, expression session because that's what's best for the final package. Maybe that's what they're saying. And in this couple of hours where you and I have downtime from when the event ended till they deem a winner, right currently in this moment, nobody's going to remember that. Yeah. You know, in the end, it's only going to be a couple hours of downtime. We'll release the winner with the package, and that'll be what goes on in longevity or for the legacy of the, the event.
2: Well, tell me, who do you think, from what you saw, the little that you and I saw this morning, who who stood out?
0: I didn't watch any of it this morning. Well, there
2: was a guy named Sebastian Stutner, I think it is. Yep, from Deutschland. He was absolutely putting himself in really, like, fading way down to the bottom. and Ooh, so I did see that wave. He was kind of, I was really impressed with him. And, of course, Kai Lenny was mind-blowing. Kai Lenny's, like... Far and away, the best surfer as far as the the, the forward thinking and the pro- progressive surfing he's doing. Truly, mind light years ahead. Yeah, Juanito. light years away. Yeah. I mean, if he does, if his team doesn't win, I would be surprised. But that being said, there there were a lot of there was a lot of really heroic and great fading bottom turn type rides where where guys were getting blown up or they were on the verge of getting blown up by the whitewater. You know, the thing is not out on the
0: shoulder. You got to pick your path on that wave early on, and the wave changes a lot so if you picked the wrong path the wave that i saw from sebastian um he took off basically on the right he was going to go left kind of like the thing was starting to peak where you would almost like be back during a wave but then a bubble like a boil showed up underneath so the avalanche from behind was kind of running him down and there was a bubble out in front that you could not have anticipated from a hundred yards back when he actually caught the wave And he didn't see the bubble coming, and so he just got annihilated from the avalanche behind him, but probably got the gnarliest wipeout ever, getting pushed onto that bubble, you know? Yeah. It wasn't like the avalanche just pushed past him. He got pushed into that position. Um, What are your thoughts on the wave itself? It's not that exciting, to be honest. It's not. it's, 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 It's pretty thrilling that it's in front of a cliff, but it's just not that exciting. No, it's... I don't know. It's a mushburger. Yeah, it's
2: everyone knows the way. It's kind of weird. It's it's more of a mountain with a little bit of an avalanche occurring, and then sometimes a big avalanche.
0: And then the other thing is the visuals are only stunning occasionally. There's yeah, a lot of mist in exactly. the foreground, so you can't really see how dramatic it is. Yeah, the lighting always seems
2: to be dark and sort of backlit. And yeah. Anyway,
0: it's a challenge. They need an event here. I mean, the. I don't know. There's an element of the way, like you need to do some sort of thing here. So it makes sense that the WSL would want to hold a contest. No matter how they do it, it doesn't seem to be exciting.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we're just, you know, maybe we're just, what's the word I'm looking for? Where we're just bored by it all? We're just, we've had too much of it.
0: Yeah. Um. We're desensitized. Thank
2: you. Boom.
0: I wonder if... I mean, this almost fits into this. As I'm watching it right now, there's a bunch of skis. There's 10 skis in the lineup. It looks almost nothing like surfing as I know it. <laughs> it's and like so that. I feel like this almost fits into the conversation about the wave pool, where it's all mechanized. It looks like water world out there. There's just teams rushing around, um, people on ropes, you know, standing up without even catching a wave, getting toned into... St- like it's so far from our experience, so far from that surfing. It's not really. It's this mechanized, robotic version of standing on a surfboard that has nothing to do with surf experience.
2: And the one thing that we could all relate to, which is paddling into a wave, regardless if it's one foot or eighty feet, that's been taken away. Yeah, totally. Like I said, the most exciting thing, the thing that had my eyes stuck to the screen, was the wipeout of the ski driver. Yeah. You know, sadly, I want to look at the rack on the side of the road. Of course, we all do. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that is exciting. Um, So the teams were, just to do our due diligence for the listeners, the teams were divided basically into countries, but not completely. So you have (laughs) Team... This is classic, though, Team World? Exactly. Team Young Bulls. So Team Brazil, Rodrigo, Coxa, Pedro Scooby, Team Great Britain, Andrew Cotton, and Tom Butler... Team Australia: Ross Clark, Jones, and Mick Corbett. I guess Ross got Ross injured. Ross got hurt. Yeah. Do you know how? Did you no. see it? Um, Team Portugal: Alex Botella and Hugo Vau. Team Europe: Nick von Rupp, Francesco or Francisco Porcella. Team France: Benz- Benjamin Sanchez and Eric Riviere. Team Atlantic: uh, Grant Baker, who's South African, and Antonio Silva, who's from Portugal. Team Justine. <laughs> Oh, which is Justine DuPont. Right. Is she by herself? She had There's a driver dri- only named Fred David. So I didn't surf? Correct. Right. So everybody else was swapping driver and surfer. Team Justine only had a surfer. And then there was <laughs> Team World, right? which is Sebastian uh, Stutner, as you said, with Maya Gabiera from right. Brazil. So Deutschland and Brazil. And then Team Young Bulls, which was Lucas Chanka from Brazil, Brazil and Kyle Lenny from Hawaii yeah so that's that's weird yeah but it's fine yeah whatever i mean there's only so many people in the world who are willing to do this so you have to kind of pair them a certain way yeah um so kyle lenny we can kind of reference his recent uh expression session at jaws yeah and that is proof that is all the proof that you need to say that on a tow board in big waves, he is on a full different level. He's standing up on the right, does a chop hop at the top, lands mid face and continues to surf the wave and do turns. Backside, same thing he does in air, and then does a flip to kick out of the wave that was fifteen feet high in the air. It's just crazy. Absolutely like
2: he, he's toying with it. He, yeah, he does it over, like and, and, over and over car. and over.
0: Yeah. Insane. It's actually like one of those remote control surfers. Yeah. Exactly. Um, he's mind blowing. He's mind blowing. What do you think happens to him in the Hurley uh, debacle? So Hurley, as we referenced in the past, uh, Blue Star Alliance bought Hurley from Nike. All the Hurley team got let go. Essentially, all of the team. I have not seen the results of Kai yet. Is he cut? Is he not? Would they keep him? If they don't, where does he go?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure. I've been reading a few things on like Shop Eat, Surf and on Source, which is a European website, like an industry website and um, from blue star themselves and they basically are saying we're we want to start from scratch we're going to cut everybody that we can cut and start from scratch and there are going to be surfers that make tons of sense to us and they're but as you i think you mentioned last time they're also going to go after like cultural cultural influencers like maybe it's a rap star or maybe it's some artist or maybe whoever you know it's going to be maybe it's a kardashian i don't know it's going to be somebody that that can move the needle Regardless of if they even know how to swim or not, it's going to be, you know, based on, as I said, cultural influencers are
0: going to be the Hurley team. So it's interesting, the people that they've kept on the roster, Brett Simpson, Koa Smith, Felipe Toledo. So Felipe makes sense. Yep. Uh, well, it makes sense based on their old paradigm. the other picks in my mind are just low um money guy. like they're not making as much money koa smith by the way he has a huge instagram following he's if you look at just like the instagram influencer model he's 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 got tons of following he's handsome he's putting out all of his own content he doesn't require anything of them and he's making Let's say a hundred thousand dollars a year compared to Felipe's six hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, there. and he, so he makes sense. Cohen I makes think sense. for them it makes at first sense. First, I didn't think so. Like what, I saw
2: that a couple of days ago or whatever, and I was like, ah, oh, that's weird. But you just, I think sort if of if they're cut. coming
0: into it without knowing anything about surfing, they're just looking at numbers. Yeah, they go, okay, this is what we're paying him, and this is what his let's say, um, I don't even know how like. Influencer optics. This is how we measure the influencer optics. Right. He has this many Instagram followers, this many YouTube views, whatever.
1: Yeah,
0: His makes sense. His pencils totally. out. Totally. And Brett Simpson, I don't know what Brett makes, and his influence isn't as great, but he's assistant coach into the it, that, Olympics.
2: I think that's it. I
0: right. think that's part of it. He's
2: probably going to get let go after the Olympic Games, but I think...
0: Yeah, I think it's the Olympic connection. I could see that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Me too. So, and then the Felipe thing—the 600k a year is a big salary, but I think that they just signed that five-year contract. Maybe there's more legal issues trying to get out of that, and so they're going to ride that out as long as they have to. Maybe. Yeah, I
2: think if you're going to have. A world class professional athlete, Felipe is a fine one to have for four or five years or whatever at whatever at, at six hundred thousand or whatever the number is, yeah. and and that's your, your, your okay. You're covered for surf. Now let's go find a rap guy, and now let's go find the chick that does makeup, and let's you know let's find a YouTube star, who, you know whoever it is, however they figure it out. But there'll be one in each category.
0: Um, so where does Kai land for you? Is he, you mean? Is he going to be on Hurley?
2: Yeah, or is he? What category does he fall under?
0: Yeah, and if not, where does he? Where Where does he go?
2: I don't know. It could could be also one of those things where he's incredible. He's insane. He's he's. You would think he's can move the needle, but maybe. I mean, you you can get Kai Lenny, or you can get a Formula One driver. (laughs) Seriously,
0: like Formula
2: One driver, they'll have that all day long.
0: What Kai fits the layered mold. Yeah, which is hard. But you don't associate Laird with any brand.
2: I know. And why is that? Because they've all tried and none of it has
0: stuck. But he also has created all of his own brands. So Laird
2: Superfood, I think, might be doing okay. Yeah. Laird Paddleboard, like stand-up paddles? That whole whole thing is gone. Stand-up paddling is pretty much over. Yeah. I mean, there's going to always be some outliers, but does that even...
0: Do they even have an industry anymore? I have no clue. And I don't Laird, lately on Instagram, he's been um, uh, promoting Land Rover, but I know that's not mm-hmm. like a long-term deal. Obviously, that's not like, hey, we're signing a five-year contract. Yeah. But still, he has deals. Oh yeah. Clearly, look at the guy's lifestyle; he's making money. Yeah. You know, um, he was on my flight, by the way, Was my he? inner island flight. Yeah. Did, One, did you play it cool? Did you? Did I played, you go fanboy on it. No, or... I played a super cool, but he flies coach, just for the record. Inner Islands, he flies coach. So. Isn't that kind of all there is, Inner Island, is coach? It's all coach. My impression is if you walk onto the plane and turn right, it's not first class. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Like, if you paid first class fare, and you walk in and have to turn right, you're, you got screwed. Yeah, but Inner Island, can you even turn left? <laughs> no, 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 you can't. And, yeah, the Inner Island... Uh, I have a feeling you're booking that stuff last minute a lot of the times, oh, and sure. so first class might the eight the eight seats in first class. The might twenty be minute flight, nobody cares, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Kai, I mean, I, I honestly, he's got a solid team that he's working with in terms of managers and agents and stuff, and I'm sure they'll work out. I just uh, think he's I mean, right
2: at that line where it's like, yeah, he's relevant to. The masses that don't know anything about what he does, you know, but they're going to see they'll put footage out of this guy doing all the crazy things he does. And then a picture of this young, handsome face and maybe like Rolex will be like, "Okay, we're in, you know, he's with Tag Heuer. Yeah, whoever. So my point is, is like, is he is he there or do or do the marketing people go? "Ah, You know what? We could get Francisco, the Formula One driver and everyone already knows who he is and.
0: That guy costs a lot more, though.
2: He might. That's but the Tatt thing. But, but a B-level B- Formula One guy? Yeah. like You know what I mean? Right. Like, is the A-level surfer that can do it all in massive waves and all of that, is he even up to the level of a B or C Formula One driver as far as marking?
1: Or right. a soccer,
0: uh, some, some guy in a soccer field? The answer pitch. is... Soccer pitch. Currently, the answer is no. But everybody's banking on when is the turning point going to be, and we want to be early in on that turning point. Right. So when it goes big, Olympics 2020, we want to have Kai already under contract so that when he blows up, based on the popularity of the sport, not that he's competing in the Olympics, yeah, but good. based on the popularity, right. we want to already have his face smiling with a visa card. So what
2: you're saying is that when the Olympics happen, they already have the yeah. the 30-second ad with Kai on it.
0: Yeah, because his stock price goes up tenfold afterwards. Right by the way.
2: Unless there's a coronavirus issue in the Olympics. The whole thing could just fold.
0: I don't think it will. I think that's a lot of sensationalism.
2: I mean, I I, I would say, yeah, that's speculation for sure. But
0: just the way it's. Recorded. I just look at it
2: like this. If you're in one of these board meetings, wherever you are, if you're with Visa or you're with the WSL or you're with the IOC, you've got to be talking coronavirus right now. you got to be having contingency plans. you got to be thinking about What's the worst case scenario and how do we deal with it?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, those, those discussions are happening. You're right. They are. I think it'll, in the end, we'll look at it like bird flu. It's like... Well, the, I don't know. See,
2: it's already killed way more people than the SARS outbreak. Not way more. Yeah. How many is way more? One more is way more. <laughs> if you're that one person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all relative. But it has killed at least... I don't know, thirty or forty or fifty. Do you know the number? How no, many? I don't. But it's my point is, is the SARS thing was kind of a big deal.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a big deal, man. All right, all right, all right. They don't, they I don't a... mean to belittle anybody's loss of life. It's a terrible thing, for sure. Why are you smiling then? I'm I'm so so far, far removed from it, you know. I'm okay. so far removed from it, and then I see the images on the images. It, I mean, with any news reporting, it's like the most sensational imagery that they could find is what they publish. Um,
2: like a like a drone of a cruise ship that's been in quarantine.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just empty streets, you know, and stuff. I get it. I just, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's so far. Fra- and so this is are- my this is my you know white privilege speaking. Am so it's so far removed from me is really the issue that I have a hard time seeing its um, effects in the world that I live in, which is. A good thing, but also sad that I can't be sympathetic towards the plight of the suffering in the largest populated country in the world. But. Well, this
2: may or may not be of interest to you, but I'll just say it real quick. This is what I heard went down, which I think is kind of interesting. So they're in the Wuhan province, and there's like they're, they they see this these cases come up, these really bad flu symptoms, and they don't know what it is, and they they nail it, and they these doctors there, there's like seven of them, and they basically have like WhatsApp or Snapchat. They have this messaging app that they all use over there in China. And these doctors are like, hey, we've got this thing. And this doctor at this other uh, hospital, like, you know, a few clicks away, is like, yeah, we've noticed a couple of these too. And these seven or eight doctors start to kind of like, just amongst themselves, not broadcasting it to anyone, are going, hey, this thing's going down. What do you think we should do? You know, blah, blah, blah. And this one doctor, um, or it gets out. So because of the way these messaging things work, people start to kinda of go, Oh my God, oh my God. And there's a little bit of fear is raised in the Wuhan province. And so the Chinese government comes in and goes and finds the one doctor that started it all and didn't all he was doing was texting another one of his cohorts. They found this doctor and they're like they arrested him. They're like you're causing public paranoia. You're causing basically you're you're a problem to this nation state, and you're under arrest. They put them under arrest, and they're like, "There's nothing going on here. Don't worry, everything's fine." And then, sure enough, like two weeks later, the thing just blows up. There's like, like you know, whatever the number is. There's like 150 cases, and there's now there's 20 deaths, and the doctor that they arrested. Everyone's and now the whole. Nation State, using their messaging app, is like they're bummed out on the Chinese government because the doctor was right. We could have prevented it. We could have prevented
0: it. The the
2: outbreak. Then the doctor dies. Yeah. And so he's kind of a martyr. The Chinese government looks like shit. The president, I think it's Xi or Jing or something, I don't know, he goes in hiding. He just came out the other day with a mask on.
0: Yeah. How did the doctor die? (laughs) Of the virus. Crazy. Yeah. Pretty disturbing. It is. Yeah. I'm suddenly intrigued. Communism.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or fascism. A little bit of both. What were you going to say about Kelly Slater? Kelly Slater and his golf partner, Patrick Cantlay, placed fifth in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am over the weekend. They were leading the Pro-Am after day one, um, and the on-course reporter for Channel 8 CBS caught up with the 11-time world champion, and Slater is always... Made surfers look good. He's such a great ambassador. Yeah, totally. He sounded better than the professional golfer. He was lucid and could explain things and talk and was smart. And he's just such, I mean, if you picked any other surfer, it would have looked bad, yep. mostly. You know, I mean, myself included. I would yeah. have been like, hey, bro, you know, or what? You know, who knows? It would have been, it could have been ugly. But he's just such a great ambassador. And um, Slater, as you may or know, is kicking off. The 2020 season at a WQS in New Zealand prior to the Australian leg of the world tour. So Kelly Slater is in in 2020. Uh, have you ever surfed New Zealand? Never been there except for the airport. Okay. And I want to go because the airport's the best airport I've ever been to. As really? As far as flying in, like the view, the oh, Auckland, yeah. it was incredible. Yeah. Well, so this event, is it PIHA? P-I-H-A? I don't want to uh, mispronounce the name of it. I know Rainbow's (laughs) going to chime in. He could
0: snap on me. (laughs) Um, So it's on the North Island west of Auckland. It's the first time that Kelly's competing in New Zealand since 1993. Right. So this is the first event of the Challenger Series. Um, This is the new branding, I guess, for the WSL. It's not a new series. It's just all of the 10,000 events are being branded as challenger series so you could look at it as kind of the top tier of the wsl or the wqs the qualifying series for the ct in theory a surfer could just do the challenger series and qualify for the ct that's the idea yeah so we're kind of the wsl is just from a branding standpoint to make it easier for all of these noobs these valves getting into surfing to make it easier for you guys to understand, here's the Challenger series. VALS is such a, an archaic term. Is it? VALS. It's a Vulnerable Adult Learner. Oh. Not, that, not that from the Valley. valley huh? No, 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 no. Vulnerable
2: Adult Learner. But it is a play on the Valley term. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. Vulnerable <laughs> Adult Learner. Is that a CHAZ acronym? Yeah. It sounds like I don't know if it's CHAZ invented it, but it's BeachGit. It's pretty beach good. BeachGit uh, terminology. Anyways. <laughs> For all the valves getting into surfing, to understand the way that this this structure works, you can kind of do just this Challenger Series and qualify for the right. CT makes, in theory. Makes sense. But you need to earn enough we points don't need, to get into the Challenger
2: Series. It's confusing. 3,000, 6,000, oh, 10,000. So. Let's just call the one that matters the Challenger Series.
0: But what we're not going to say is that you need to accumulate enough points to get into the Challenger yeah, Series.
2: Yeah, but that's way down a rabbit hole.
0: Exactly. You're either in the Challenger Series or you're not. So the real conversation here, Scott, is why is Kelly doing a Challenger Series
1: event?
0: Well, as you know,
2: probably because you read the same press release that I read or you saw something about it. It's being spun as a warm-up just as he warmed up last year in Sydney at the Hurley Pro or whatever, that that QS, a Challenger Series. Yeah. It might have been a 6,000. But anyway, he's warming up. For the kickoff of the tour and so why not get the competitive juices flowing in a challenger series event
0: and eh, well cancer. Okay. okay,
2: he's gonna go play golf and go on sightseeing
0: with his fiance. Potential right answer. Fiance? No, not fiance. No. But so last year I was at that event in Sydney. Is he gonna put a ring on it? No. <laughs> oh my god. That should, this is the year
2: that he puts a ring on it. No. Here's the deal. Why would he? Because she's kind of kind of demanded at a certain point, women are like, "I need to know security. I need the security." Okay, it's going to be pressure. Scott? I'm just saying. I don't think. They're, I'm just women demand women... it. I don't yeah. think. No, they, Dude, they wrote a song about it. Put a ring on. it. <laughs> Beyonce wants Who's a frig... that. You know, Beyonce and a couple of other girls. <laughs> Beyonce put a friggin' tune to
0: it, man. Now, even that was ten years ago. I don't think. I don't think. This
2: is Kalani the year cares. he puts her, Oh, you're wrong. She might say publicly she doesn't care, but every girl cares. Your outdated view of. It's not my view. Matrimony. It's the view of the female species. Nah. They uh, want security, dude. They want, you know, they want to know yeah. that I'm the one, the only one, will be the only they one. They want independence forever.
0: and equality, Scott.
2: They want it all.
0: Exactly. As do we all.
2: Speak I, for yourself.
0: I, um,. I don't Dude, know. this is the I, year. I have no can idea we call this, Let's no,
2: just No, you can. I'm no, not. No, we're going to call it. This is the year of. This is what's going to happen. He either does really good in the first like third of the season, at which point he doesn't put a ring on it, <laughs> or he just kind of doesn't do so good, like, say, past, okay. you know, I don't know, May. And then he does put a ring on it, and he calls it the end of his
0: career. I'm a loser at life, so I'm going to step down. I'm a loser at competing, so now know. I'm going to step down and, like, acquiesce. To could your you, marriage could demands, you
2: please edit in some Beyonce during the segment. Yes,
0: yes, I'll make a note. Good. Um, so, I don't know what Kalani's personal <laughs> personal demands on Kelly are, but what I would say is that marriage is a lot less important uh, now than it's ever been. And number <laughs> and numbers. <laughs> Where are our, our sound drops? <laughs> we need. Just to sing s- it. Just sing it, boys. <laughs> No,
2: not that. Sing Beyonce song. Oh, right then you were wrong, so I needed to buzz you out.
0: Okay. It's less imp- marriage is less important now. The construct of marriage is less important. The legal construct of marriage is what I'm saying is less important. But furthermore, if, let's say, they don't want to have kids. Let's say they've agreed to not have kids, which I also don't know. But let's say that that's true. What's the point of getting married for either of them?
2: From the woman's point of view, from what I've been told... It's the security of knowing that you love me, I love you, we're going to be together forever, and this is a sign of it, and women like to have that. Because they know that guys are generally dogs. I don't know that Kalani cares about that. I'm not saying Kalani, I'm saying women
0: around the world. She's 10 years younger, she's got her own uh, bathing suit empire. Like, I don't know that she needs Kelly's security or that she even... It's not even fiscal security. It's its about emotional partnership security.
2: Mm.
0: I don't know. I feel like um, there's a modern version of this where that construct of marriage actually creates... Let me ask you this. ...confines for their relationship. If you were in love
2: with the girl that you're seeing now, and yeah. perhaps you are, and you asked her to marry you, and she goes, no... I'm, let's not, I'm good, I'm, who knows, I'm not, I don't really want to make that commitment to you, David,
1: mm-hmm.
2: how would you feel about that?
0: I'd say, what commitment do you want to make, I'm open to this discussion, and what does that look I like for I want a us?
2: non-committal relationship, just just what I said, just non-committal, like, uh, I don't know what's going to happen, I'm a free spirit, and th-
0: anything, could, who knows, I could meet Kelly Slater tomorrow, and... He might have broken up with Kalani, and who knows? So in that version that you just stated, then I'd have to opt out.
2: So you, in fact, want the same thing that the female species wants, which is a commitment to a relationship. That's what
0: I'm saying is important to not just females, but males apparently too. So I agree with that part. Yes, I want... Basically, I want... Put a ring on it. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that the legal construct of marriage doesn't necessarily facilitate what you just said. I agree with that. Yeah. I'm just talking about an emotional connection. And it's
2: finalized through the process of putting a ring on
0: it. No. Yes. Not necessarily. Yes. Only in this legal contract. People get married around the world. Exactly. And they get... I'm just saying, Kelly can be committed emotionally to Kalani for ever or infinitely indefinitely without the legal contract
2: well right but i'm saying that women want a commitment that's shown less now than ever before why why wouldn't you do the legal contract are you saying
0: you're not going to be with this person for the rest of your life you're saying I don't know what the future holds, and this I don't need so the government not to tell commun- us when a- to and when not to end the relationship and to divide up assets. This is well, strictly wait, wait a, a contract assets for getting, the government. So Now
2: we're getting down to it for you. It's about assets. I, look, you can no, no, get it. You can that get, is
0: what the contract is about. By no, now. no,
2: but you can get one of those. Um, what's the word for those things? Prenup, A prenuptial agreement. Yeah, you could. And so the assets are off these Screw not the true. assets. Not I'm not true. talking it's about It's not the off assets. the table. What you
0: earn from that point on are still on the table. Why wouldn't you want to split what you've worked together for? It's not that I don't want to split it. I'm saying the government shouldn't mandate what we do and when the beginning and the end of our relationship is. So let me is, ask you this. And if how you, you decide
2: things things to get married to somebody and she goes, look, I agree with you. I don't want the government involved. However, I do want us to sign an agreement that says that because we're together, you get, I get half and you get half. Of everything from this point forward, and it's just our agreement, and we're going to put it in writing.
0: It's still legal. I mean, the it's so too much. Don't... The ink and paper makes it less romantic.
2: <laughs> well, too yeah, much ink and it's paper. It's not a romantic moment. This is a moment of commitment. This isn't a moment of condom.
1: Of what
0: condom?
2: <laughs> this
0: isn't a romantic I have no moment. Idea. This is. A moment. I have no idea how we got here um i'm watching ross clark jones get pulled out of the water by the way nice i missed the wipeout they'll probably replay it and then i could talk us anyways let's get back to kelly real quick kalani aside the reason why he did that event last year uh prior to the ct season was he got paid an appearance fee oh well he did that in last year too That's what I just said. Oh, I thought you meant New Zealand. No, no, no. The reason he did the one in Sydney was he got paid an appearance fee. Now, I can't say that's the only reason. I don't know what his motivating factors were, but he did get paid an appearance fee. I would argue that's probably a motivating factor. Sure. He showed up and he lost in round two to JC Mendez in knee-high waves. You know, like with pandemonium-level crowds. Like, there's no reason Kelly would want to go subject himself to that if it didn't have a huge uh, paycheck attached to it. So – one of the things that the organizing body said in this press release for the New Zealand one was, this will validate this surfing location for the rest of the world. Kelly Slater coming here. Yeah. It'll validate it. Okay. This will generate a lot of tourism. So the Chamber of Commerce so reached out to Kelly. I, yes. okay. I have a feeling, Makes yes. I have a feeling, yes, he's getting paid to be there. Now, great golf courses in New Zealand. He, he mentioned that. <laughs> so Great sightseeing, he mentioned. Great sightseeing. So... Are these the real reasons why Kelly's doing it? I would say yes. Here's my other question to you, Scott. Is he doing this to shore up his qualification for 2021? Wow. That's pretty... Challenger Series event,
2: 10,000 points. That would be cool. That would be kind of a, a slam dunk. You go there, you play golf, you do some sightseeing, you get a good result. You get paid regardless, but you're going to get a good result, we think. it's going to shore up the beginnings of his 21 season with a strong showing. And he's going to put a ring on it, except that
0: last part. <laughs> and we shall the see. least the least likely scenario for why Kelly's competing in New Zealand is, is warm- to warm up. <laughs> Too sure. I mean, I how you got silly me is you, that? Got, you got me there. I bought into that. I'm like, yeah. That he's makes been fun. warmed up for 30 years. No he's never stopped. <laughs> the
2: competitive juices are flowing right now as he plays ping pong. All right. Well, we should bring up this. We got a we got an email from our friend Speaking of New Zealand. Yes, in New Zealand our friend Rainbow who's a good human being and a friend of both David and I. And this is what he wrote. And this is I'm quoting his email to us. Was anyone affected and I doubt it by the cultural appropriation of Spartan Greek helmet Circa 900 to 192 BCE, when there wasn't a single Greek in the field, nor was a warrior battling. In fact, there was no fighting period. He's referring to the helmet that is the trophy at the Vulcan Pipe Pro. And in all the branding, it's part of the logo. Were they too scared to utilize Hawaiian iconography, or was it a complete snub? Who makes bad decisions like this, rhetorical? It's white, old males who economically dominate the world to their own satisfaction. I mean, ancient Hawaiian swords were way more gnarly than the swords they used in the Vulcan Pipe Pro, which would only look appropriate on the set of the Game of Thrones or as a garden spade. And that's not a historical item from any era. Anyways, this type of stuff doesn't go down well at home. You just can't go co-opt other cultures' history and claim it as your own without recognition. Bad form. Signed, Rainbow.
0: Rainbow's offended by the Spartan helmet? The Greek Greek helmet. Greek Spartan iconography. Used in the Volcom pipe pro. The trophy specifically. Saying that they're appropriating the culture of Greeks. The the silly
2: little dagger swords that they use have nothing to do with the Hawaiian swords. What was the question he started the email with? was anybody was anyone affected i doubt it by the cultural appropriation of spartan greek helmet i'm going to say no nobody was affected
0: by
2: it. <laughs> no, <I laughs> the mean, short answer he was
0: no, the There's short, one was well, one okay so the offended party here would be the greek right Right, and he and he's not Greek, because that what you're saying rainbow. But no, he's welcome to be offended. I'm not saying he shouldn't be. I'm saying <laughs> no. I think the offended, the offended party, the offended would be party, the would
2: be all of us that are like basically buying into the cultural revision placed to in front of us by Volcom. Right, saying hey, there's guess what? Hawaiian culture had these Greek Spartan helmets and these little daggers, which they did
0: not apparently according Somebody, to Rainbow. We need to point the finger of blame at Volcom's marketing department and go. Why yeah. are you taking this helmet from a different culture entirely? And how are we all dumb enough to believe that this is part of Hawaii? Right. We just see this image of like bravado and we associate that with Hawaii. Exactly. We are not that dumb. But, We're, so maybe we so, are. Well, right. well we obviously are because none of us are offended. But so I was wrong in guessing that the offended party would be the Greek. That's not the offended party. No. The dumb them accusing us of being dumb enough to not know the difference we the right. dumb ones they could be offended yes they okay, could gotcha.
2: put any they could have put you know any iconography in front of us and we would go oh yeah that must be hawaiian right
0: yes right. yes rainbow i am suddenly offended
2: yeah yes volcom marketing come on dumb dumbs now we could also be so naive and ignorant as to not realize maybe perhaps that is part of hawaiian culture and we're just, we're just assuming it's Spartan and Greek helmet. We're assuming that Rainbow's correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are assuming that. And by the way, you and I both know Rainbow. He's a smart guy. I'm he sensing. Way I'm sensing that he is correct. That's why I didn't even
0: fact check him. I just know that he he's is correct. our fact check. Basically, anything he says. He's our producer, essentially. Kind of our after the fact producer, our hindsight producer.
2: So he sent another email along afterwards, about a week later, basically saying, "Hey." In light of this trophy, which I think is wrong, I'd like to give you my take on what are some pretty cool trophies. And his first one is the Olympic gold medal because it represents the highest achievement in every sport worth cheating for. <laughs> the World Cup, which I don't even know what, what the World Cup trophy looks like, but it's sought after by all nations from poor to rich. All you need is a ball and a field and a willingness to play. Then he goes on to say he likes the Wimbledon plate. It's great for serving up strawberries and cream or perhaps a prophet's head. So you can tell that Rainbow's sense of humor is one that's sort of, um, it's intelligent. It comes from a place of intelligence. He's not, oh yeah. America's Cup. He likes the America's Cup because it represents unattainability, elitism, par excellence, worth really, really cheating for and he goes on to say a few others that
0: I'm looking up these trophies as he's talking about them.
2: Let me um, see what else does he have
0: here. They're pretty good. Uh, so the Pol- the Vulcan Pipe Pro itself, did you watch any of that? I did. Yeah.
2: Of course the first couple of days were insane. Yeah. It was mental good pipe. The last day was a letdown a little bit, but they sort of washed over it by just kept replaying how good it was the two days prior and as you know, the waiting period ahead of that looked horrible. So they had to run the final day. I get it. But, um, again, another sort of feather in our cap towards shortening the field so that we can get these two-day swells and slam the final the final heat out in perfect conditions.
0: Um, one notable is that the event, the final, had three Brazilians in it, only one Hawaiian. And I think even the semifinal series, those two heats only had one Hawaiian in it. I'm pretty sure, which was Seth Moniz. Um, who's the one?
2: Who's the one Brazilian kid that really stood out? He was incredible, and I had never even heard of him. Uh, Emilio
0: something? Mm. No.
2: Well, if you said it, I'd go. That's the guy.
0: But so the finalists, the winner was Wiggly Dantes, Yago Dora, Zhao Chianka. That's the guy. Yeah, João Chianka. That guy was blowing minds. That João guy. And he's by the way in the um, the Nazare event. I believe no that's Lucas oh you're right you're right you're right they might be related or not Who knows? they might be um so that's notable though is that three Brazilians in the final of Volcom Pipe Pro won by a Brazilian as well Wiggly um doing turns by the way in the final but great event always one of the great events of the year I would say
2: yeah yeah It never it's always for whatever reason January is a good month for pipe
0: um you brought up in our last show that we recorded remotely about the Honolulu City Council mandating that women get equal. Uh,
2: and immediately Surfline picked up and did a story on it. I with Kiala
0: Kenley. They
2: must be... Uh, what did you learn?
0: Well, so I read the thing with Kiala, and um, it's interesting. I mean, she is advocating that there is a women's event at Pipe, and the kind of general sentiment of her argument throughout was... We need equal opportunity. Like, yeah, we're not going to go out there and win. If we put one event on at Pipe this year for the women, they're not going to be posting tens. But it's because we haven't had enough um, recreation time out there. We haven't had enough practice. So, But we need that to happen. We need to start giving opportunities. Look, if I had a baby girl, if I had a daughter right now, there's no path for her to even get a 10 at pipeline. So let's go ahead and start creating the groundwork for events with a few heats. Maybe it's just eight women that are gonna surf it. And the, you know, so there's only three heats, let's say, at pipeline. But at least that gets the ball rolling. Those women, women get to see those women surf this year. So next year there's more interest from girls who witness those things. And it creates a roadmap so that my daughter eventually in 10 years or 20 years from now can actually have the opportunity to uh, express themselves. Scott, what's your retort? What's your smirk? I have a daughter. I do not want her to serve
2: Pipeline. Does she want to? If she did, I would support it. Okay. Of course. We love our daughters. I guess I started to think, is there a path for a, a woman to be the Super Bowl MVP?
0: No. Why not? Because it's a... I mean, I would assume in the rules somewhere it's men only in the NFL.
2: You, are you telling me that if there was a woman that was as good as Patrick Mahomes, the NFL wouldn't
0: find a way to put her in there? They would probably. They would make an exception or right. rewrite the rules. But is there a training system for women to even get to that level of athleticism. No,
2: it's just, it's, uh, first of all, I agree with KL. I think that for them to get there, they need to do it no matter what. And it's going to be ugly at first. It might not be the greatest, you know, sport or watching or viewing or broadcast or whatever. Yeah. I guess what I'm getting at is there's this sense that they, that there is a right, that they have a right. Yeah. And, well, anyone has a right to paddle out and surf pipelines. She could go do it today, and she probably should or could, and she has. She's she's proven herself. I don't know if there's a right. I don't know if you have a right to be in the NFL and play Super. Like, you know, who determines well, the, that? The NFL determines.
0: Well, that. furthermore, the men don't have a right to compete out there either. Right? There's an exactly. economic. There's an economic incentive. For the city council to approve these permitting because it brings all this money and viewership and exactly, whatever exactly, and so it exactly. always starts with an economic right or an economic incentive right and so i don't disagree with anything that kiala is saying Me either. either in Me it either. I, I support i do too. kind of the ethos of it i do too but i also don't think that there is some over some uh diabolical overseer Putting his thumb down on top of women surfing, saying we are not going to allow you to do these things. I think people in the boardrooms behind these brands, people in the boardrooms at the WSL and even at City Hall are capitalists. Absolutely. Who are looking at how do we get voted in next year or grow our profit next year so that we all have jobs next year? And which pieces on the chessboard do we move to advance all of our economic interests and tourism dollars and tax revenue and all of that? And so if Kiala aside or in addition to doing this Surfline article, if she then paddled out at pipe at that next swell and packed a bomb, all of a sudden people would start paying a lot closer attention. You know, and there's a girl named Moana Jones who packed a sick one while I was there. And Kayala has
2: packed sick ones.
0: Kayala charges, right? So maybe she's past her like athletic prime where she's gonna go out there and do that today. And maybe Moana Jones is the next one, you know? But Moana did that, and it was like, oh shoot, like she's now on my radar, and we're now paying attention. By the way, that was sicker when the WSL has done a, a little novelty event in the middle of. The Pipe Masters, they'll do a women's heat in between the semifinals or whatever. And Carissa Moore got the 9 at backdoor, which they embedded on this article on Surfline with Kiala. The 9 was sad. Like, it was a 9 in that heat, but it was a 5. Not even a 5. It was a 4 in any other heat of the day. It's embarrassing to even assign a 9 to it. It's, you know. But this wave that Moana got was sicker than any wave that i've seen a woman get out there in competition ever and she did it battling out the pack at pipeline battling for position scraping into the thing and charging it so i think that wave alone will she have might more be my duke influence she's yeah. my duke i'm naming her my duke there you go is so it,
2: can we can we assign her a male yeah term
0: absolutely okay. the duke is uh it's Gender it's neutral, gender neutral Duke. <laughs> oh my gosh! Would Rel be the closest? Oh, that's a good one. The closest, uh, yeah. Um, counterpoint, counterpart, yeah. yeah. But I think we stick with Duke or the Queen. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Anyway. Anyway. It's, so it's, it's, it's a weird thing, but it's I, not that weird. I love that Kiala's speaking out and like Kiala's articulate. She's well thought. Like I like that she's, but there also is. The thing that's not being said, which you and I just talked about, which is there's no, I guess, well, I guess economic forces. Ar- that- yeah, she would argue against me, by the way, saying when I said there's no diabolical hand holding her down, she would argue against that the entire system is a patriarchy that is there's just like systemic. That's probably true too. That is true. That is true. But there's no diabolical force in play. There's a bunch of. It's Mother not like forcing. malice. It's, no. it's 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 like you
2: said. It's systemic. It's 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 almost like beyond the powers of somebody to pull it all back because it's just been going on like that for forty thousand years or right.
0: whatever it is. Exactly. So interesting, nevertheless. Um, before we get to Dukes and Kooks, which we just alluded to, this would have segued perfectly with your Kelly Slater marrying Kalani or proposing to Kalani conversation. I mean, Put a ring on it. Yeah. Q. Beyonce. Q. Beyonce. Mick Fanning gets engaged to his pregnant fiance. Nathan. <laughs> Nathan Florence proposes to Mahina Garcia, See? and Owen Wright marries Keita Alexander. It's in the air. Baby mama. Why did they all get married, David? I would like to know that as well. Because, because the, the,
2: the woman in this situation, this equation, was like, I need security. And I don't mean fiscal. I mean emotional. I need to know you're going to be there for the rest of my life.
1: All right.
0: Well, boom. So put a ring on it. These are outdated concepts no, that these, are that these couples are they're, buying into. They're not outdated. I'm not even arguing against it. I honestly um, am a traditionalist, but I like number one, I like arguing with you. Number two, I don't think that Kalani <laughs> and Kelly are going to get married. Well, it, like I said, I honestly don't. No, no, it's going to depend Why would they have on 12
2: years. It's going to depend
0: it's going to depend on what happens She's this year. He's waiting for him to retire? This
2: is the this is the year of if he does well, he's going to keep on going and he's going to go for the he's going to focus on winning the world title. He's a nomad. If he if he fails through say May and he's just like lingering around
0: 15th or something, then he's gonna put a ring on it. he's a nomad <laughs> syrian nomad it's in it's in his dna yeah wandering the desert that's that's true
2: which is why kalani wants a ring because she's like she knows he's a nomad the, the wanderer a uh,
0: couple of other important sponsor discussions yeah we can just touch on
2: yeah
0: taj is off billabong right for the first time in i don't know 25 years how long was he with billabong 20 years maybe taj who Taj Burrow, <laughs> the greatest surfer to never win a title. Oh, that would be Shane Ryan. Uh, and then Alana is off Rip Curl, which is kind of more surprising. And Matt Wilkinson is off Rip Curl, which is not surprising at all. Um, Alana off Rip Curl, is that a, mo- a good move or a bad move for Rip? Is it reflective th- of the fact that they sold? Well, it must
2: be. The They sold and somebody looked at the spreadsheet and went, we've got to do some cutting here. And what's going on with the women's line? And can we do the women's line without Alana? Do you think it's got enough traction now that we can just sell, which I would say it probably does. Maybe. I think the Rip Curl women's line probably does have traction in the retail, in the world, you know, and that they don't necessarily need an ambassador. And, hey, we can trim that off the budget and still push Rip Curl girls. And didn't they just have a big Rip Curl girls, like, marketing move like they had a bunch of girls together surfing somewhere like the mall dives. i thought i saw that i think it was billabong oh anyway i don't know i I could be wrong was it a good move from a corporate stamp from a like mba spreadsheet standpoint it probably was they probably studied it pretty hard and went you know what this this we got to do this is this the result of ageism Mm. i don't it might be it might be a little bit like like a girl with a swimsuit with a baby isn't gonna what we wanna sell to 16 year old girls. We wanna, we want a 20, 20 year old girl to look 16 to represent our product. We don't want a 25 year old woman with a baby to represent our, like, my 16 Even year old daughter is not gonna
0: relate to this. I completely think that's what this was based on um, Rip Girl's brand image and who they wanna cater to. However, I think. Alana's marketability is actually hitting an all time high. Like if you look at what Gwyneth Paltrow has done with Goop, like Jessica Alba has done with her Honest line I think it's called Honest. Yeah, but like they're they're catering to a mother market and Alana is lifestyle blog gold. Her and Jack Freestone surfing around the world with a baby based out of Kauai in Australia. I agree. They can leverage their own, their own thing. I disagree. Heavier and harder than Rip Curl could ever. Let me ask you a simple question. Yeah. Who are the two girls that you mentioned?
2: Uh, Gwyneth? And who was the other one? Natalie Portman. Oh, po- oh uh, Natalie Port- Jessica Alba. Okay, Jessica Alba and Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. I know who they are. You know who they are. The entire world more or less knows who they are. Does the entire world know who Alana Blanchard is, or is it just you and I that know who
0: Alana Blanchard is? She has a huge following, way bigger than you and I, and it's niche. Like she, I'm just has, wondering she if has, she has a hardcore. Can she can. She's this. at the point that she can. She has a hardcore niche following who is ready to transition into motherhood with her. And if she doesn't recognize <laughs> that, I'm serious. You're so funny. If, if she, she doesn't, said,
2: she said that like a marketing guy.
0: If she doesn't recognize that. Yeah. Then that's her own failure. If she's so she has one point eight million
2: dollars. How many does Gwyneth have? Well that's No, no, I want to know this because I don't think that your average woman knows who Alana Blanchard is.
1: And no, I know that right.
2: your average woman knows who Gwyneth is and they'll follow Gwyneth into the tea parlor or into the goop place or into Gwyneth the place. Gwyneth is six point eight. So one point okay. eight
0: versus six point
2: eight. Okay, that's a huge
0: difference. It's a that's huge difference times but more. you cannot snuff at one point eight. What I'm saying is what about not everybody knows one? Well, let me make my point. Not everybody knows about Alana now. That's not everybody
1: my point. not everybody, knew about, not everybody no, knew about Gwyneth, not everybody knew about Gwyneth back, Gwyneth back in the
0: day. No, before you, Goop, everyone knew Gwyneth yes, Paltrow. Goop, my point is she is at a f- nexus in her career where she either tries to pander down to 16-year-olds buying bikinis or I'm not she transitions into motherhood. I'm just saying the motherhood. transition might be a lot harder than you think. I don't
2: think that she. I don't think that your average lady on the street knows who Alana Blanchard is. No, and but I do know that they know who Jessica Alba and Gwyneth Paltrow is. So Gwyneth Paltrow and Jessica Alba can transition into a car salesman, into this salesman, They can do whatever because everyone knows who they are. Okay,
0: Scott, you are right. Alana will never be the level of Gwyneth Paltrow. However, acknowledge what I'm saying is that she has a very Illustrious career ahead of her that has got a lot of money attached to it. If she does this lifestyle blog thing, it's potential. There's, 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 women, there's potential. women who have definite There's potential. women who have ten percent of Alana's following who are getting paid from Nordstrom and Macy's. Ooh. Oh my God! I'll say, I don't know. I'll who they say, are.
1: Dude, I know Instagram. Who Gw- I know who Gw- Instagram
0: influencers. Is. You don't need to know who these Instagram influencers are. They make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year with a less follow, lesser following than Gwyneth Paltrow. All right. I have friends who live in your neighborhood who do it for a living. Just, I'll tell you off the air. Okay. I'll tell you the numbers off the air. Your mind will be blown. All right. Hey, or drive this Lincoln Navigator for the weekend and post a couple of stories about it. And here's the amount of money we're going to pay you to do it. That's how it works. Okay.
2: I'm not doubting that exists. I guess what I was thinking you were saying was that Alana was going to get to this level
0: of... That's the model she needs to follow. I'm saying that's the she needs to follow that model of what these
2: 1.8 that follow her.
0: Yeah, who
2: are they? Do you think? Do you think they're a bunch of creepy dudes like you and me? Okay, guess she's not following her into her motherhood thing.
1: (laughs) I'm sure (laughs) there's there's young
2: girls who aspire to be. Okay, that's my point. So let's say there's there's 16 year old, 18 year old girls. Are they going to follow a 25 year old mom?
0: I'm saying it's and I also think so she's a good thing. So I would suggest the one
2: point eight that's actually in her demographic as a twenty five year old mom is probably two hundred and fifty thousand of that one point eight.
0: Dude, you're tripping. We're gonna we're gonna revisit this conversation. I want her in a year to be successful.
2: Now. I'm just here to
0: say it might not be as simple as you think. I think it's more simple more simple yeah, simpler it's more simple they're gonna have a video camera they're gonna follow themselves around showing their bronzed bodies surfing beautifully they already did this gopro footage yeah. last week where yeah, they're, they're swapping they're and they're shredding they're and that is aspirational that's way more aspirational than all these other lifestyle uh-huh. instagram accounts where they're just showing them like and in a lincoln navigator yeah and the yeah. lincoln navigator with a big hat on and like wrapped in a scarf or something oh, I know selling that a scarf for macy's you know right. like who
1: cares? No, I, At least look, these there's people potential. have talent. I'm not At doubting there's potential.
2: I'm not doubting there's potential. They do have everything lined up for them. Beautiful, healthy, bronzed surfers. That I, It makes sense. And I argue that... I'm just saying that I'm not sure that... I guess the traction that they had... Is a little bit
0: different than the traction that they're going to. And they for. need to acknowledge that. They need to acknowledge the traction they had is no longer relevant. Here's time for me to transition into this already existing market and I can be, I, you know, I can be yeah. a leader in that space. Okay. Because I'm the most qualified and the most. So. I'm a big by fan. the way, I'm, I'm a big fan of both of them. I am now advocating that Taj Burrow becomes our icon for Dad Bod sitting on the sofa. Watching golf on the weekends. Taj can do for us what Alon is going to do for those <laughs> women looking to get into motherhood. Uh, Transitioning no. from my healthy yoga-based lifestyle into sofa sitting <laughs> with a beer, <laughs> Armchair quarterbacking. Taj Burrow, my is, man. Is that what Taj is doing? My right? man. Is that what he's doing? Stickerless. I want him to have a video series online about how to transition onto the sofa. Okay. Fair enough. We'll, I'll look for that. Taj. Um, Did you know
2: that this year we're having Best in Show at the Boardroom International Surfboard Show presented by U.S. Blanks? Best in Show. Anyone can enter a surfboard. If you're a surfboard builder, you can enter a surfboard. There are three categories, longboard, gun, and alternative performance. And we have a $3,000 cash prize award courtesy of FYI CBD. So, $3,000 three different categories, any board builder listening can enter a board. It's free. Crazy. Yeah. $3,000 cash prize in each category? No, $1,000 okay. for for per category. Gotcha. gotcha. And you can only enter one category. So, it's a $1,000 prize. Pick a category. Build a gorgeous board. And if you want information on how to enter, it's very, very simple. But just go to boardroomshow.com, and all the information's on there.
0: Exciting. What are the dates of the event?
2: May 2nd and 3rd. May 2nd and 3rd. First weekend in May, Del Mar. The Boardroom International Surport Show, presented by U.S. Blanks. We're honoring Pat Rawson. Pat has picked his six shapers, eight shapers. They are, let me see if I can remember them. So the eight shapers that are in the shape-off representing and honoring Pat Rawson are Bill Barnfield, Timmy Patterson, Christine Brailsford, the only female in the field. Good get. um, Ricky Carroll, Masuda-san, who won the shape-off in Japan, um, uh, Chris Christensen, um, defending champ Ryan Birch, and who am I forgetting? Oh, incredible, Sam Egan, Luke Egan's dad. Who's a, like a legendary board builder from Australia. Totally. From um, Merriweather. He's going to be there. So Sam Egan. I'm super excited that Sam Egan's going to be there. That was the one where I'm like, as, a, as an old board, you know, I'm just kind of a board geek, board, board builder geek. Sam Egan is going to be there. But he deserves to be honored in, in his own right. He's like 71 years
0: old or something. Is, uh, was that a Pat pick? or yes. how did you? Get all him? the picks were Pat picks. How'd you get Sam to come? Pat did it. That I have no idea. They're all buddies. It's amazing, and I know
2: Tom Carroll will be there. Luke Egan will be there. There'll be a lot of pros there. We got some good seminars lined up too. Computational fluid dynamics seminar with Ricardo Rossi. He's an old Formula One. He's a Stanford professor. We've got um, Aku Shaper is going to do um, a seminar on for all of us. Like we can learn how to use the Aku Shaper CAD software and build a surfboard, um, and some other ones that were fascinating in the, in the pipe.
0: Fascinating, yeah. Cool. Well, I'll be there. Um, you got your Duke is Moana Jones. I got a Duke a kookin a mussy moment. You want to hear him real quick? Absolutely. My Duke. I would never think that these words would come out of my mouth. Am I your Duke? Peta. <laughs> what? Peta. 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 Peta bread. You peta. like peta bread? P E T A. Uh, following a months-long PETA campaign that included damning veterinarian report, a shareholder question asked by none other than Alec Baldwin, numerous local ads, and more, SeaWorld admits in response to PETA's latest shareholder proposal that it has stopped making trainers ride on dolphins' backs like their surfboards, and they will soon end the practice of standing on dolphins' faces in abhorrent circus-style shows. In response, PETA has withdrawn its shareholder proposal, calling for an end to these cruel practices. Quote, stopping trainers from treating dolphins like surfboards means less abuse at SeaWorld. But orcas and other dolphins continue to suffer in tiny concrete tanks, says PETA executive president Tracy Raymond. Quote, the company seems intent on being dragged kicking and screaming into ultimately releasing these animals to seaside sanctuaries. PETA is calling on it to put a plan in place now. So... For getting trainers to stop riding dolphins like surfboards.
2: We're assuming something here. What's that? We're assuming the dolphins don't like it.
0: Don't like being ridden like surfboards yeah. or their faces being stood yeah. on?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: You're right. That is an assumption I'm willing to make. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. By the way, <laughs> who figured this out that you could ride a dolphin like a surfboard? Who was the first person that was
1: like,
2: come here? I'm Probably somebody home. like Tom Moray or somebody like that. Mike Henson. Somebody... Somebody had like a crazy evening and decided to
0: surf the dolphins. Think of the bravado. <laughs> Think of the bravado of capturing a dolphin yes. and being like, come here. Come here, here boy. Here. <laughs> I'm going to ride on your tail for a second. Wait, now hold still. I'm going to climb onto your back. Now whip it.
1: Go. They go. Don't whip it.
0: <laughs> yeah. How are you going to get it to move? They
2: just move. They have to move. They move constantly. They're just in motion. It is a feat.
1: I mean, it, it, it truly is. is a feat to
2: one ride a One worthy of acknowledgement. Him. One worthy of maybe a Hall of Fame. like And, a,
0: and selling tickets a to dolphin dolphin to come look at. surf riding Hall of Fame. It is remarkable. I mean, Do you is. know
2: that Mike Hinson, this is the story I've heard. I don't know if it's true, but I'm going to go with it. Mike Hinson and some buddies got a little bit out of control one night. I'm not sure how or on what. But they were feeling good.
0: After a dinner of healthy veganism.
2: And <laughs> I don't know what it was. <laughs> and alkaline water. <laughs> but they literally broke into SeaWorld and took a, a piece of cardboard and traced, grabbed a dolphin and traced the dolphin fin onto the piece of paper or cardboard. And that's how they then came out and they made dolphin fin fins for surfboards.
0: Never heard that. Yeah.
2: I've that heard that. That sounds
0: so made up.
2: I, it could be. I could be. To- Again. It could be parking lot fodder that somebody told me, but I've heard that there was a late night at SeaWorld where their mission was okay. to trace a break, dolphin's fin.
0: Let's break it down. Okay. How are you going to get a dolphin to hold still long enough to hold a piece of cardboard you, and to trace it? You manhandle it. You can't manhandle a I'm dolphin. I'm just saying. This is a beast <laughs> from the wilderness, dude. This is Mike Henson we're talking about. He Pure could probably muscle. talk Pure to muscle. it. muscle.
2: There's probably some... Some, like, metaphysical, you know, <laughs> shit going down. Man, he should have just used the internet. I'm sure there's a dolphin fin template on the internet somewhere. This is what I've heard. And I think that I think others, I, if you've heard this story, please back this up. I think it's out there somewhere. Like, Matt Warshaw might know about this.
0: Yeah, it's a great story. I don't want to uh, ruin anybody's. This
2: was a long time ago, yeah. back when dolphin tracing was. <laughs>
0: Commonplace. <laughs> Anyway all right, well my kook, yeah. my kook is uh, Sarah Foote. Do you know Sarah Foote? Sounds very familiar, does it? Yeah. Mm. Well, she's a 38 year old from Balina uh, who's accused of following Mick Fanning around for a week and then breaking in to his beachfront home and she's accused of, quote, "rambling handwritten letters with accusations that Mick was a pedophile. Declarations of love for Fanning and thoughts of wanting to kill him. End quote. The woman, who looks nice enough, is, <laughs> what, is that, what does that have to do? If you like pushy blondes, who wrote this Derek Rayleigh oh was remanded in custody and will swing back. In uh, into Southport magistrate courts on Friday. Oh, my God. So she was basically harassing Mick with letters and yeah. then broke into his home while he was there, and he called the cops and had her arrested. Uh, I just love here's misogyny in this. She's no, uh, she's nice enough. enough if you like pushy blondes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is so bad. Why am I laughing? She looks enjoy. like,
0: a. to be honest, she yeah. looks kind of like Mick. If Mick went on like a two-week bender... And Which like, didn't sleep.
2: Is her middle name Eugene?
0: I don't know. It could be. Oh, this yeah. could all be a hoax. Uh, so my then question. then he got married? He got married the same week this happened? Yeah, yeah. Or you know he proposed. He's had a busy week. Yeah. Well, he got her pregnant first and then he proposed this past week. That's, yeah. So. Um,
2: White lightning.
0: So my question to you, Scott. Yeah. How do you feel about the handwritten letter? She was I, trying to. She was a trying. A handwritten to, letter is a thing that needs to come back. She was trying. Sarah Foote tried. She wrote Mick handwritten letters and sent them to him, professing her love, also accusing him of pedophilia. Probably the wrong move. Maybe without that detail of the letter, she might have caught Mick's attention. Because I agree with you. The handwritten letter.
2: She was getting close to Emily Browning, and then she threw the pedophile thing in it.
0: Turns out that never works out well.
2: The hand let, handwritten letter.
0: I think was the right move on her
2: part. And it's a thing that needs to happen more. Yep. More of us need to handwrite letters and put them in an envelope and put it in the mail.
0: When was the last time you wrote one?
2: Uh, probably like 91 or something like that. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm thinking about a, like a legit handwritten letter. Might have been, yeah.
0: Mine like, was three weeks ago. Really? Yeah, before Sarah. To Ford. Mick? No. <laughs> it was to Kelly telling him not to propose. To oh, Kelly. my. She's like, Kelly, look, dude, weigh out the odds. You're a nomad by nature. There's no point. What's the benefit? What's the upside here? 2020 is the year. Put a ring on it. Uh, My must-see moment, by the way, is the deep pull. I think a couple of weeks ago I might have told you that you should be following Ragland Surf Report. Yes. Luke Cederman, pure comedy. I need to to do that. Okay. Well, once you do that and you're committed to Luke.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm going there right now. On YouTube. He oh, was he's, he's, no. He was in a reality show series called Married at First Sight. So Married at First Sight is this popular reality show in New Zealand where they uh, people get married at first sight. Yeah, and then they like follow them living together, a brand new couple who had never known one another. They did a New Zealand version, and Luke Sederman was on it. I think like seven or eight years ago. Yeah, that's him. Got him.
1: Raglan's he him. was on it, and it's, it's he was on Married is he a at different first sight. person.
0: I. It's hilarious all of his comedy that he delivers on ragland surf report he did in national television on married at first sight i don't know if he legally married the girl which obviously i would advise against but <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but it's funny how this is all coming full circle to our marriage it conversation is, it is must see moment is luke cederman in his episode of married at first sight it was season one Okay, that he was on. And you can catch it on YouTube. You can catch it and on it's YouTube. It's funny. I'll you post it on SpitPodcast.com. Yeah, spit Commit see. the time because Luke Cederman is pure comedy, but he was in a reality show, which is even better. Right. So, okay. Well, good. Wait, let's real quickly review, uh, see if the World Surf League has updated okay. the results. Okay. Nope. No results yet for the Nazare event.
2: Yeah, Kyle Lenny won. Let me just tell you right now. Kyle okay. Lenny was the winner. All right. Scott, Sebab- calling it out. Sebastian in second. Sebastian might have caught the biggest wave. Consider this a prediction
0: right along with Kelly getting married this year or proposing Pot- this potentially. year.
2: Potentially. depends so we'll- on how he does on the tour. That's what I'm saying. It depends on how he does
0: on the tour. All right. So we're going to Log that as a prediction. We'll come back and revisit it along with Kai Lenny winning the Nazare event. Nice. And Sebastian getting the biggest win. Thanks to Need Essentials for keeping us styled out, whether it's cold or warm. How can you go wrong? You can't. You can't.
2: Cannot go wrong. I, I love cold. Needessentials.com. And the Circum Heritage and Culture Center. Thank you so much for their location that they let us sit in and use it every couple weeks. And, uh, okay, until next time, adios and aloha.
1: He was born of this world He was born of all the mothers And the colors of our brothers And the love that was started You by the one they called Jesus Christ We may not know no rock and roll And there may not be a heaven Or a place I which to send you But you know in the ending